Welcome to another week of the Uproar Podcast, where we believe that the power of God is still moving and changing a generation. Hey guys, thank you so much for joining us today. We're so excited about week two, season two, and we're going through the lies and the manipulation and what the enemy tries to do to this generation. I truly believe that God has mighty things for you. Yeah. And uh, I brought Buddy on, and Buddy's been with us uh, in the Bible College now for two years. years. I'm really excited so he can share with you guys. And, uh, man, two years. It's gone quick. Yeah, really, really quick. And we chased him in youth ministry for a while and finally started stalking him down at at his job. And uh, I don't know, we shouldn't say names of any brands or anything. Just a heads up, our Facebook is currently down working on it. Um, yes. I played a funny video last week, and I guess that's against the rules. Yeah, we got copyright um, I got copyright issues, uh, so pray for us, and uh, we'll work on that. We'll take an offering at the end. Yeah. <laughs> but we're really excited to get into this, because I believe what holds us back the most is the lies that we hear. Yeah. And yeah. a lot of people, and that, that's what we're dealing with. So you can go back, and the first one we dealt with was the lies of popularity. Mm-hmm. How many people live a lie of popularity? And today, this one is it's going to hit home, and we're going to go about 30 minutes this is wildly important. I want to talk to you today about the lies of fatherlessness. And it's something that's rampant. It's happening uh, across our nation, across our world. We know the divorce rate is over 50%. We know the absentee fathers are are massive. And I don't believe it's just a thing that happens. I believe it's honestly a plan from the enemy to destroy this generation. And it's something that Buddy dealt with very personally and uh, has overcome. And I'm really proud of him, really excited about it. So I asked him to share today a little bit about that so we can have a conversation on it. So he's going to start by sharing testimony with you. Yeah, so um, growing up, well, I lived with my mom till I was about three years old, and I lived with my aunt and uncle from when I was about three to, i say, 13 or 14. I should probably say like 14. Um, and, you know, during that span, you know, my father was, he would be in and out of my life. You know, he wasn't there during the majority of the most part, but, you know, he'd come in, you know, sometimes he'd show up, you know, around my birthday, or sometimes he'd show up, you know, around, um, you know, Christmas maybe, you know, in and out, never really consistent. And, you know, within that, you know, within that, that, you know, took a huge toll on my life, you know, within that, you know, I, I had no identity and, you know, we'll see later, we'll go into that, you know, how fatherlessness, you know, made it where, you know, I didn't have an identity. I was, wasn't secure in myself. You know, I would go and, you know, I would, I would look for, you know, um, satisfaction or a type of purpose um, in within other things of the world. And, you know, I, and I struggled with that, you know, I was, I, I, I gained probably most of, I really did gain, um, it was a huge reason, reason why I was depressed, you know, a huge reason why I had trust issues and, and abandonment issues, huge reason why, you know, I had anxiety, like terrible, terrible anxiety and things like that. But, you know, um, as we, as we continue to go through, through this and share, you know, amazing thing that helped me out was when, you know, when I eventually, you know, really gave my life to Christ and, he truly is, you know, was is the greatest father, you know, yeah, way greater true. than any earthly father. And, you know, any you could take the the world's best father ever produced on this planet and he still wouldn't even come anywhere close to yeah. how God actually is. And, you know, it's it's just awesome to see, you know, what God has brought me through and to help, you know, be that light to especially a lot of people in my community, you know, because a lot of the people I grew up with, you know, dealt with the same thing. I can probably tell you, count on my hands, 
of all the all the close friends I've had that actually had fathers in their lives. Right. Like I could probably count on on my hand of how many people I've known that that were close to me. You know, wasn't were really really close to me that actually had good dads in their life. And it's a huge problem. And like like you said, it's, it, it's something from the enemy. You know, because you know fathers, you know they are the head of the household. It's true. You know yeah. they, they 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 are the ones that lead and direct the way. And you, you know if you take that out, there's no direction. You know so. Yeah, that's just pretty much, you know, uh, a summed up version of, of really what my testimony and, you know, what the problems that have stemmed from that. And, you know, thankfully it was God that, you know, had brought me out of it. Right. Well, and if you guys are listening or watching, like, talk to us. We don't want to just talk yeah. at you. We want to talk with you. Uh, if, if it's a podcast, a, a video, whatever it is, we want to talk with you. But, man, from the outside looking in, it was, it was pretty crazy from our perspective because we saw, man, Buddy had talent, Buddy had potential, call a God on his life. But because there was no direction uh, from, like, a father, and he's got a great mom. She's yeah, phenomenal. Amazing. But the, the fatherlessness, that, the, it's so hard to see forward traction without a strong male figure speaking into your life. And that's what's so great about Jesus and, and the truth of Jesus and the freedom of Jesus that we'll get into. And the testimony wasn't his problem, it's what God did with the problem. Yeah. And I'm really excited about this, um, and I mean, I just know so many people deal with this. So don't Seriously. go anywhere, we want to get into some real raw things, mm -hmm. and uh, just really talk this out. So, very first thing that you feel like it hit the most was what? Um, it, it really, like I said in the beginning, you know, I had no identity from it. You know, right. I didn't know if someone was to ask me, you know, who are you, you know, I would probably give, you know, a little front up what, what I thought I was, but in reality, I had no I'm idea. I'm a future NBA Yeah, player. like, you know, no, and, and what was crazy is that, like, I, I never, you know, I, you know, people, you would ask people, you know, I'm, I'm a very compassionate person, you know, I love to, you know, express myself, I love to express my emotions and things like that, and, you know, without that, a fatherly outlet, you know, I contain that for a lot of my life, and, you know, we can go, I can tell you, you know, in, within school, I got in, in trouble a lot. And, you know, no one ever, I never had a dad that was, you know, sat me down and, you know, was like, what is, what's right. going on? What's the problem? And really, um, what stemmed from that is I eventually, I started to try to look for that within like females was, yeah. you know, um, anytime, you know, a girl would come my way and give me any time of any type of, you know, love affirmation, I was instantly like that, you know, and even to a point where I thought, you know, my purpose was simply just, you know, to find a, a, a woman he thought he life. was God's gift to listen, earth. I, listen, I God's <laughs> gift to women. Listen, Get I thought <laughs> like I was like, yo, like I'm just I'm my person's purpose is just to be a husband and you know, <laughs> stay at home, like husband. you know, stay at home, <laughs> husband. But but um, and even no. what what really stemmed from that, you know, it stemmed like a, a a huge lust issue. And and one thing that really you know what captured um within that identity, what captured me was you know in John chapter four with the woman at the well. And, you know, within within that story, you know, Jesus says, you know, go get, go get your husband. Yeah. And she says, you know, I don't have one. He's like, you're right. You've already had five husbands, and the man that you're with isn't even your husband. And a lot of people will look at that. We're like, oh, well, she was just probably, you know, just a, just a hoe. Or, you know, she just was sleeping around, just had a lust issue. But really, if you look at it, it says she's had five different husbands. And she's tried to find her identity in those husbands and, and thought that, you know, maybe if she gave up, you know, what, which a lot of female deal with nowadays is they feel like if they, you know, if they lay down with a man, that's, you know, that would secure a man in right. their life. But that was kind of in a picture for me, you know, not with men, but <laughs> it was kind of a picture of me. It was like, you know, if, if I, you know, uh, 
was affiliated with a female and, you know, we were sleeping around and, you know, we had any type of connection, even if it was, you know, we argued every day and it was super toxic. As long as I could say, you know, this is the person I'm messing with, then that was the identity I had. That was, right. you know, where I found, you know, that affirmation, that love, that sense of worth. Right. I mean, it's... Honestly, when, when identity is not given, I feel like we fill it in. Because like it, we're, it's natural for us to have an identity. How many people go day in, day out, and they try to create an identity mm -hmm. because one hasn't been shown to them? And the reality sure. is like we have an identity, yeah. and it's from heaven. Mm -hmm. But so many people don't have that God-given identity because yeah. they don't have a father to instill it. The church doesn't do it well. Yeah. And we're looking at an entire generation that's trying to, and it's, it's been every generation, yeah, really. True. What? Who am I? What What do mm -hmm. I do? What's different about me? What's special about What is my identity? Yeah. We know God has created and given us identity, mm -hmm. but when there's no father and the church isn't there, mm -hmm. it's so hard to have the identity provided. Yeah. And, man, identity, that's, we could go in a whole, like, 16-week yeah. series on identity, yeah, yeah. Yeah. but... Uh, not having a father, you'd say that it produced a lack of identity because you didn't have someone say, no, this is who yeah. Buddy is. This is who Deshaun Jenkins is. Yeah. <laughs> and, man, if you guys feel the same way, let us know. Yeah. Let us know because there's freedom from this. And then the next one, it produced even more, right? Yeah, so within that, you know, I obviously, like, uh, it produced terrible, terrible, like, trust issues and right. abandonment issues. So I can tell you countless times where, my dad was like, yo, I'm going to come pick you up and never did. You know, I can tell you vividly a story where, you know, he actually got, you know, married. And, you know, he told me he was going to pick me up for his wedding and be in his wedding. You know, I was young at the time. And I sat on the steps all day waiting for him. Damn. And my aunt and uncle had to come to me and were like, hey, like, he's not coming. Go, go. How, how, it, literally not just kidding, like, figured to saying it was all day. It was from morning to night that they had to come to me and was like, hey, he's not coming. Go get ready for bed. Like, it was that long, and I sat there, and through that, I was like, man, I can't trust nobody. And we see that within our generation. Everyone's yeah. like, man, I can't trust nobody. It's only me, myself, and I. And, you know, I would, and it was hard for me to let people in, especially as someone who, who loves expressing themselves. You know, it was hard to let, to let people in, and I would even, there was a pattern created of, like, solitude. Like, I would sit in my room, and I would just sit there by myself all day. I wouldn't go hang out with people or do anything because I was just like, That's man, horrible, I don't want to get, I don't want to have people around me at all. And even, you know, within, you know, the relationships I had, you know, it was always trust issues. It was like, you know, if I was dating someone, it was like, nah, you're out here cheating on me. You know, you're out here cheating <laughs> right. on me. Oh, why didn't you re reply back, you know, within five minutes? You was out here doing something. You was doing this. You My was phone doing died. Yeah, freak. things like that. So it was like, you know, I was at, at face work. value, it's like, you know, what is wrong with him? But it was like, it was a deeper root from, yeah. that stemmed from, you know, my, my dad, you know, not being there and lying to me constantly. Yeah, and I've seen more things. I've seen, like, a lack of confidence produced mm -hmm. in so many people. Uh, poor work ethic, because yeah. there was no one there to model it yeah. and show it. I've seen even, like, not knowing how to be a father is a massive issue, when you don't have a father, because it's almost like filling in the blanks. Like, well, no one's ever shown me. Yeah. So good luck. Yeah. And at the end of the day, man, I'm telling you, this is a plan of the enemy. And I want mm -hmm. you to lock in on this because there, it is 
diabolical. It is evil. Yeah. And I hate it because I know God has something for you. Yeah. And if, if the enemy can separate families and keep fathers out of the home, mm-hmm. then we're going to have issues. There yeah. will be problems every mm-hmm. single time. And uh, so there was a realization, there was a shift, but uh, what I really want to talk about right before we get into that is I think that the church, I know that the church needs to be better at showing who God is as the yeah. Father. Yeah. And it, it's easy to say, yeah, come to services and do this, mm-hmm. but I'm telling you, if you're dealing with, with fatherlessness and tag somebody in there, share this with them, let them know, but if, if you're dealing with this, the reality is... The church needs to give more than just a service. Yeah. We need to provide spiritual mothers and fathers. We need to point people to the Father, not just to, to attending. Yeah. And I think as, as, as youth ministries, oftentimes we do this, right? It's yeah. like we're so service-driven, and it's easy to forget, yeah, you want an excellent service. Yeah. But at the end of the day, that's not what's going to keep people. It's giving identity. It's connecting them to the mm-hmm. Father. It's giving purpose. It's showing these things in the right line. Mm-hmm. And then the service is just the cherry on top. It's yeah. a celebration of what happened all yeah. week in Very their true. life. So you had a realization of, of God being the greatest father. Tell us about it. How'd this work out? What happened? Um. So, you know, when, like I said, you know, I was before, you know, I was in and out, in and out. And because I never realized God as my heavenly father, I just realized him as just God. Right. You know, because that's, that's what a lot of people kind of, Kind of some there. I wouldn't say a lot, but there are people who look at it. Well, God is just God, and, you know. And I never had an actual dad, so I didn't really know what a dad was. Right. So I didn't know how God could be, you know, my father. I don't know. I didn't know how he could be my heavenly father. But you know, when I got saved, you know, um, I say it's probably been what, about a year and a half, a year and a plus. About, it was it was like February ish, right? I say yeah. I know. I think it was actually more like March or something like that. But around there, around it's been you know year plus um almost two but when i came you know came back and i actually started to read and dive in my word you know i started to realize his identity as a heavenly father right. you know and, and well, i just think you just said a key right there that yeah. we can't just zoom by you you found it wait where it was in the bible it will oh my god <laughs> yeah so you're saying that there's value in bible reading yes, for this it's, generation it's still. crucial you know i say this <laughs> you know to all the people you know that I, you know, I, I reach out to and the kids I, I disciple and, you know, even some, some of the, my close friends who, who have just recently got saved, yeah. I always tell them, you know, what is going to hint, what your relationship with God hinges on the personal time you spend with him and, you know, reading his yeah. word and praying. That's it's where, true. that's what it hinges on. You know, what I, I like, the analogy I like to use is you can never learn about someone if you don't spend time with them yeah and how we learn about the character and nature of god is through reading his word his yeah. written word it literally is you know his word written down so you know that's why it's the importance of it. i would have yeah. never truly understood because i've heard the term our father in heaven you know that he's our heavenly father but i didn't understand exactly i didn't truly understand or get a, a revelation of it until i went and, and dived into the word right for myself. and it, like people well i don't understand the bible well first off go get a different bible other than the king james yeah. version if you yes. don't have one if you can't afford one let us know we will send you yes, one we, we, send we you care one. enough we will send you a real physical paper bible yes or download the bible app it's 100 percent free yep. and go and select NLT, mm-hmm. Amplified, e- I don't even, even read the message version if you've yeah. got to start there, which yeah. is more of a commentary, yeah. but start somewhere. It's easy to read the Bible when you get it in common language. Yeah. It was written in, in common language of the time, it, yeah. it, and read it in a common language of our time. Exactly. 
And then you can start even in the in the Bible app. It's in every app store. Mm-hmm. You can start a Bible reading plan. Yep. And that way you're like, well, I don't know where to start reading. Start a Bible reading yep. plan. They have fouled, like you can literally thousands. look it up yeah. off every time. And topic. a lot of them are for like, if you're a new believer, mm-hmm. here's one. Yep. Perfect. If you have identity problems, boom. There's mm-hmm. there's so many different and I want to encourage you, read your Bible. Yeah, There's an old true. corny song, but it's so <laughs> yeah. true. It's read your Bible, pray every day, and you'll grow, grow, <laughs> grow. I know church kids right now are singing that in their yeah. head. Read your Bible, pray every day, and you'll grow, grow, grow. And that's yeah. the truth. It is, it is it's simple. Don't make it hard. Yeah. It's simple. But read your Bible. You want to, you want to help conquer fatherlessness in your life. You need to know about the Father yeah. in heaven yeah. and what he said about you and his love for you. More than what the preacher says, mm-hmm. but it's for yourself. True. Yeah, for yourself. It's very true. Um, yeah, so I have, like, you know, right here. So, so uh, <laughs> yeah. Sorry, that's just like, that's like you know how people say like a lot. That's kind of my buffer word. But when I read, you know, Psalm 68, verse 5, and it says, Father of the, fatherless, Father of the fatherless and protector of widows, is God in his holy habitation. That's so good. It's like laid out there plain as day. You know, yeah. I remember first time reading that verse, and I read it again, and I'm like, what? And it literally plain as day, father to the fatherless. You know, and I That's was good. like, well, like, I am the fatherless. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm like, so he, it applies to me. And it, yeah. it's, it's so deep, especially when you, when you read it and you see it for yourself. And you look at it, and it's like, dang, like, he says, it's not like, you know, he says, you know, he, plain as day, he says, I'm your father, I'm the father to the fatherless. Not just like, you know, I'm the stepdad, or, you know, I'm the good mentor, or anything, he literally, I'm the father to the fatherlessness, to the fatherless. And instantly, when you look at that, it's like, you can, you might not have, you know, a a earthly father here who's currently in your life. Or who was around, who has been around, or who maybe even is in your life. Because having an absent father isn't just having someone who isn't present. Yeah. I know people who have fathers oh, that are man. in their life but don't treat them like, you Nothing. know. Nothing. They're, they're just they're, kind they're, of they're there. Just, they're just there, you know. Um, but, you know, we all, God is all, when we're, you know, we're living in the kingdom, you know, that he is all of our father. And we don't have to worry about, you yeah. know, what, not having a, a physical, a, a natural father that we have a spiritual and heavenly father yeah. who one day we're going to spend eternity with, with, you know, that what I like seeing, what I, what I see a lot is that, you know, people always say, you know, what's the difference between Christianity and other religions is that, you know, other religions tell you how you could possibly get to God, but maybe one day you're not, you, you might not ever see him or spend time. Right. But you know, in within Christianity, <laughs> Jesus tells you how to get to God and how to literally spend time with Him every single day yeah. for eternity. But a lot of people screw it up too because they think it's just about getting into heaven. Mm-hmm. No, it's not just getting into heaven; it's heaven getting into exactly. you. Exactly. And and it's look, it's not something that like we can just make up and be like, yeah, I, I want to believe this. It, yeah. it starts with wanting to believe it, but there's a, a revelation, an unveiling of God. Yeah. In Matthew 16, I believe it's verse 17. Jesus said this to, to Simon, Peter, to Peter. He said, blessed are you, Simon Barjona, because mm-hmm. flesh and blood has not revealed this to you, yeah. 
but my Father in heaven. God wants to reveal himself to you. And when you start to seek after him, maybe you're saying right now, I got identity issues. I'm dealing with fatherlessness. I'm just, I'm a mess. I don't even really know if I know God. Can I tell you? Set your sight on God. He said, if you draw near to me, I'll draw near to you. Mm -hmm. He already made the first step. While yeah. we were still yet sinners, he died on the cross. Yeah. Look, he made his step. Yeah. All we have to do is take the next step. And he's saying, I'll, I'll meet you where you are. I'm coming right. You take that step and I'll come and I'll find you right now. Yeah. And that, that is the dead honest truth. Yeah. I think it's great, too, because once you have the Father, and He's your Father, mm -hmm. this next verse that you that you wrote in here, it's actually cool because He said it to His disciples mm -hmm. at the end of Matthew chapter 28. Mm -hmm. One of the last things He said to them in Matthew was, And lo, I am with you even until the end of the ages. Yeah. So maybe you're scared and you're concerned. And you're, well, I don't know if I can trust God. Well, don't yeah. make God pay for man's mistakes. Yeah. Yeah. He's not a man that He should lie according to Numbers. Mm -hmm. So I believe it's 2319 or 1923. Mm -hmm. I know it's one of those. 2319. 2319. He's not a man that he should lie. So don't make him pay for man's lies. Yeah, that's pretty true. simple, right? Yeah. Because in, in that's what people can have this perspective, you know, because they've seen, well, my earthly father did this to me. So, you know, he's probably going to do it to me also. But he literally says it. You know, he says, I will never leave never. or forsake you. You know, so you don't ever have to worry about, you know, him, you it's know, true. you know, show, um, in also, you know, with numbers 23 and 19, you know, you know, that he, he's not going to lie or change his mind. You know, it's not like he can say, you know, I love you today, <laughs> but tomorrow, eh, I don't, you know, I don't really love you or, you know, right. you're my son today, but you know, I'm not going to treat you. That's like actually really cool. You brought that up because I wrote in, I wrote in here that, um, in Matthew chapter three, when Jesus got baptized, one of my favorite verses when it, when we're talking about identity, mm -hmm. In Matthew 3 and verse 16 and 17. We know he got baptized. Dove comes down like a literal dove, yeah. lands on him. Holy Spirit represented. And a voice from heaven suddenly comes. And he says this. This is my beloved son in whom I am well pleased. He just said three things. Number one, he said he was his son. Yeah. He's not going to change his mind. When you yeah. come and commit your life to Christ... He, you are a son or a daughter, Galatians 3, 13 and 14. You are a son or a daughter of the Most High God, yeah. period. Yeah. That's not going to change. He's not going to change his mind, and he's not a liar. Yeah. The second thing he's doing, he's, he proclaimed, my beloved, this is I, my loved yeah. son. You're not just a son. You're not just like, uh, man, so many people, they feel like FedEx dropped them off. Yeah. Like, well, I'm just not really a part of the family. I'm yeah. like, I'm just kind of here. Yeah. No, you're a part of God's family. Mm -hmm. You are not only a part, but you are loved, you are favored, you are set apart, you are seen by God. Yeah. Not only are you a son or a daughter, but you're loved by God. He's not going to change his mind, nope. and he's not a liar, so that's what it is. And then the last one, in whom I'm well pleased, and the reality is, God hadn't done, Jesus at this point, had, as a man, had done no work but be obedient. Yeah. It's not like he had done all of his miracles and died on the cross yeah. and God saying, well, I'm well pleasing. You know, he just literally was obedient and hadn't had sin in his life to this point. Mm -hmm. and, he, and he said, I'm well pleased in you. Yeah. If you can take those three points, he's not going to change his mind about you. Yeah. He, you're a son or a daughter. He loves you and he's well pleased in you. Exactly. That's a game changer. game changer. If you can hold on to that, that I'm telling you the lie of fatherlessness, mm -hmm. God trumps that every single time. Mm -hmm. Every time. Every time. And he absolutely loves you. He, he absolutely loves you, and that's not going to change. It's very, very true. It's very, very true. And it's it's super hard. And as we as we get into, you know, our last and final point, but it's super hard to, and then beginning to look at God and, and not hold him 
to, uh, to accountable to what your father has done. Right. But once you know he, like we said, he he is not a liar and he doesn't change his mind. So when you um, going back to you know that's why reading his word is so important and so, so crucial important. because you know everything that you read right there that he has said he has stated. Yeah. He had he didn't lie about it. Yeah. And he isn't going to change yeah. his mind about it. And I see a lot of people what they do is they 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 start to trust and obey their emotions. Mm -hmm. And how they feel about it, like, well, I screwed up a little bit, so I'm not really God's son or daughter. Yeah. Or he doesn't love me, or I feel like he didn't answer my prayer, so mm -hmm. I must not really be a son. I must not really be loved, yeah. so forget it. I, he's just like my dad. Yeah. He's, I, I figured it was going to be just the same. I mean, and that's why we can't, we don't trust feelings. Like, we, facts don't care about feelings, okay? The fact is the Bible. The, yeah. the fact is what is written down about you and what God has currently said about you, period. That doesn't change. Yeah. And so many times we trust our feelings. And that's that casting down every thought and imagination that would raise, its, raise itself up against Christ. Mm -hmm. Those are those it, called diatribes. We talked about them last week. The yeah. lies that are built up as strongholds or castles in our heart. Mm -hmm. That's what we got to cast down. Yeah. And the lie of fatherlessness, it will build itself up in your heart to the point where we don't trust what God has said about us, but we trust our feelings on it. And then we end up... Li literally walking away from Christ continuously, and that's what we saw with Buddy. Mm -hmm. And he'd have God encounters. Like, yeah. I, I remember one spring retreat. <laughs> like, bro, like God wrecked the place. It was pow. It was crazy. Yeah. And this man like tries to slip out the back, and I saw him out of the mm -hmm. corner of my eye, and I like I I cut out with him, and I was talking to him, and was like, and he was just like weeping, like he recognized. The love of God, mm -hmm. but still the lie of fatherlessness yeah. was alive in his heart, and, and that wasn't dealt with yet. And what's at, and what was crazy actually about that time was that was actually the day in the service that that because you did an altar call and you were like, if you feel called to ministry, and I had no idea like what ministry was, <laughs> what being like any like nothing. He was like, if you feel a call to ministry, I feel like there's people in here who have a call, who have a call to ministry, and I felt like. A pull and a tug, like yeah. from God, but then I was like, I but I was like, man, I, I was like, I don't know, this can't be like, I don't feel worthy enough. And I went out and literally, Dang. like the first thoughts that popped in my head was like, no, like your father's not even there, like he doesn't even care, but he's not even that's like, that lie, so what man. Is, what is God gonna do? And the in the and he was the first thing he did. He came out right after me, and I did not right after, and that's why it's so crucial to to like you know within the churches that we need you know the father figures and motherly yeah. figures in people's lives because the people deal with this stuff and they and they feel like i can tell you a story right um one of my quick group kids um he and this is like right in the middle of a service on a thursday he like is, cool. is dealing with something and you know he goes out and he's just like literally Walking like I'm walking with him around the outside of the church, just walking yeah, around. And it's a big problem. And, and <laughs> mind you, it's not like we're having like a good. No, he's like, you're stupid. Leave me alone. You're dumb. You're ugly. I will beat you up. He you're is stupid. Ugly. You're I dumb. agree with that. It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> like you're dumb. You're stupid. Leave me alone. You don't know what you're talking about. Blah blah blah. And I'm like just walking with him. I'm like, man, like I don't care. You can say what you want. I still love you. I still love you. Like, bro, let's just go inside. We can yeah. talk. I don't care. I still love you. I still love you. And, you know, I walked up back and forth and whatever he threw a fit that night and, you know, he ended up leaving and catching the bus. Then he messaged me and he was like, man, he was like, I, I thank you so much that, that you walked with me. He was like, right. I really apologize. He was like, I really apologize that, 
that I said all those things to you. He was like, but if you, he, this is his word, his exact words. And he was like, if you were like my dad, you would have just left me and abandoned me, but you continue to walk with me. And now, now, even if, you know, he still, you know, he still acts up and stuff like that, but I now can message him whenever I want and he answers. Yeah. I can now say, hey, what's up? Like, you coming tonight and he comes. Yeah. He, and, and simply because I decided to do that and within his life and that's what we should want to do as as believers we we should really look to 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 you know people are have these abandonment issues and are so used to these these you know fathers or even mothers in their lives or people in general who have were there one minute and just gone the next but once you are people know you're consistent in their lives and you actually love them for them it's 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 a huge win yeah and i hate it because like I'm telling you, I know drug dealers that are more consistent than pastors. They know, like, two days, they bought an eighth. Mm. Two days, they're probably going to need another eighth. It's very true. They know in a couple days they're going to need a re-up, and they'll go out of their way. Why? Because they believe in what they're selling, and they believe that the person wants what they're selling. It's very true. Why why would we not be more consistent than the local, like, weed man? It's crazy to me. It's wild to me. I want to be more consistent than the local weed man. Very true. But, guys, I'm just, I, I really believe that this is a lie the enemy loves to use. Mm-hmm. And it's rampant in, in all generations, especially, especially this generation. Yeah. I want to see freedom in your life. So, all right, you had a revelation of Jesus as God the Father. Mm-hmm. Then what? Then, so, right after that, you know, I understood. But I, I, the biggest hurdle for me was to have, forgive my dad. You yeah. know, which sounds like crazy. It was like, what? Like, why would you forgive your dad? Like, he's... He's never, like, apologized to me about it. He's actually, like, my mom would message him and, like, go off on him for being, like, a horrible dad. And he would say, like, well, he never contacts me. He never talks to me, blah, blah, blah. But I'm, like, here I am, like, a you know, a, a 12-year-old, 13-year-old kid. Like, what do you mean? You know, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm the child. You're the father. Yeah. You know, but, you know, and it sounds insane, but, I, and I feel like, actually, you said this to me before, you know, as a quote, he was, like, Having unforgiveness for someone is like drinking poison and expecting them yeah. to feel the effects. I stole the heck out of that from someone. I know you I did. for a long I time. Did. <laughs> and and now it's so true because you sit there with with this harbor of and, and this like anger and yeah. and and you know hate and like oh I hate them so much. But only person that affects is you. That's true. And it only hurts you in the long run. You know, in in Matthew six verse fourteen it says. For if you forgive others for their transgression, your heavenly Father will also forgive you. So I'm like, okay, well, I want to be forgiven. Right. And I, I sat and thought, and I was like, well, who, who do I need to forgive? And you know, I, I, you know, I don't. I was never a person who, you know, got into fights or had enemies. Like you can ask anyone. I don't think there's anyone right now who I have like with like real serious beef with. You know, I'm not close with that. Julian. You got Julian. Julian. Beef with Julian, yeah. my son. He better not. I I sat there and played Batman with him and all that. So he better not. <laughs> Julian, if you're watching this, you better not have any type no of beef. No beef. No beef with me. But so I'm. So I sat there and I was like, well, I was like the the probably the person. Even though I I didn't really want to admit it to myself, you know, I tried to say, well, I do forgive him, but I really didn't within my heart. And I was like, I really have to forgive yeah. him. And I did, you know. I and I I did. I think when was the day? Actually, I think I forgave him. I think I think it was probably like maybe the, my first conference back. I think it was probably like my first conference back. Um, yeah, two thousand last year. No, two thousand eighteen. Oh, yeah, yeah. two thousand eighteen yeah, yeah. conference. So two thousand eighteen conference, 
I had went in, you know, I had got, you know, I'd already realized him, you know, got that revelation of him being my heavenly father and stuff. And I had went in, you know, that was part of like, well, God, like, I'm saved already. Yeah. What else could you what do? What else can there do? And he, that was actually part of what he <laughs> helped me with. Question. Was he helped me forgive, you know, my father. Was actually was crazy was it was when Zay did Abba, and it was like nuts. And I like broke down on the floor and was like crying, and not out of like sorrow, but like I forgave my dad, and like I instantly yeah. felt like the instant love and peace, and realized how much God has done for me. And, it, and it's helped me out tremendously. Like, I, I forgive my dad. Like, if he was to call me up today and be like, hey, you know, I'm sorry and stuff like that. I want to be in life. I'd be all for it. I'd want to make this thing work out. You know, I'd want to see see our relationship come together because, you know, that's what God wants. God wants family amongst that's us. Right. You know, that's what he, he that's created right. in the garden. You know, when he said man shouldn't be alone, he all through the Bible you can see it's all about family and family is so crucial. And that's what we should want to see is you know, families be restored. We shouldn't want to see, you know, well, I hate my dad, so he should be cast aside. No, no. you should want to say, like, I forgive him, and I want, yeah. to, I want to see him, you know. I want I want my dad to come to know God as his father yeah. and realize he's the greatest father ever and come yeah. to know Christ. Well, man, to quote uh, Tiff Shuttlesworth, he, he, this is a good, this is a convicting statement. He yeah. says, the person that you hate, you're disqualified from sharing the gospel with. Mm -hmm. I don't think anybody's worth not going to heaven at all, especially someone who's a, like a part of your life, yeah. whether they choose to or not. They exactly. create; they were part of your creation. Exactly. So, man, we just we really want to encourage you. Fatherlessness does not have to rule in your life. Yeah. But there can be confidence. There can be identity. There can be forgiveness. There can be love. There can be everything you feel like you're lacking from it. Jesus provides, and and, and this is the this is one of the things. Every single issue in your life. God has a solution for. Yeah. The deepest to the shallowest, he has a solution for every single problem. Yeah. And I don't want to see you, I don't want to see your family, I don't want to see your friends go through this anymore, but there's true freedom inside of it. Yeah. And I really believe that today in this moment you can have freedom. You don't have to wait anymore. You don't have to wait till conference, you don't yeah. have to wait till a one night, you don't have to wait till Wednesday your youth group. You can get free right now. Period. Yeah. So I'm going to ask Buddy to pray for you guys right now. Yeah. And if this is you, you're dealing with this. If you, if you know, I'm, I'm serious. If you have a friend that's dealing with this, I need you to get a hold of them. I need you to watch this with them. I need you to minister to them, love on them, and pray with them. Because they don't have to deal with this lie from the enemy anymore. They, they not only have a father, but they have a father that will never leave them, never, never lie to them, has given them everything that they need. Yeah. And his name is Jesus. Amen. He's the father to the fatherlessness, and he's here for you. Amen. So, Buddy's going to pray with you guys. Yeah. And I'm believing for freedom in your life. And if you have more questions, comments, go ahead and get a hold of us. Don't try the Upper Conference Facebook yet. Because <laughs> um, it ain't there yet, but yeah. it will be. <laughs> so, Father, I thank you right now, Father. I thank you yeah. that I'm able to, to use this testimony, Father, and help out people who are dealing with the things that I used to deal with. Father, I thank you for being the father to the fatherless. Father, yeah. I thank you for giving us an opportunity to be grafted right. into your family, Father. I thank you for loving us as sons and daughters, for treating us like true children, Father. I thank you, Lord. I, Father, I ask you right now, heal any broken hearts, Father, who are dealing with this issue. Heal any abandonment issues.
issues, any trust issues, any any anxiety, depression. Yeah, Father, I on. ask you, heal it right now thank and you, fill Jesus. them with your love and your peace and your joy. I thank you, Lord. Father, let this let this podcast, whoever is under the sound of my voice right now, instantly get the Feel your love, Father. Instantly realize that that you are the greatest Father. You are greater than any Father who ever was or who ever will be. I thank you, Lord, and I thank you for all that you're doing and that you're going to do. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. Amen. Hey, thank you guys for watching. We love you. Uh, man, we got some big news coming out. We're going to be dropping. Uh, we're going to be releasing our end-of-the-year magazine soon, and then we'll be letting you know who we have coming for Conference 2020. Uh, but go ahead and keep your eyes open for that. I'm telling you, it's going to be the best year yet. Year yes. nine. It's going to be crazy. Nuts. Make sure you don't miss it. Plan for it now. The end of July, I believe it's the 28th, 29th. No, it's the 29th, 30th, and August, August 1st this year. Yes. We love you guys. Have a great day. And that concludes another week of the Uproar Podcast. We want to invite you to share this podcast on all social media platforms and help us spread the good news of the gospel. Also, you can subscribe to this podcast for updates on all of our latest content.